Hello, and welcome back for another episode of the Accessible Technology Podcast. I'm your host, Babes Lau, and this is a podcast all about the everyday technologies that are accessible for disabled people, as well as covering what technologies are less accessible for disabled people. And they also get to learn details on how technology companies can continue making their technology even more accessible, if that is something you're interested in. My interest in everyday technology that is accessible for disabled people comes largely from the fact that I am paralysed from the neck down and unable to move anything other than my head and for that reason I rely on everyday technology to get around everyday activities and use a chopstick and stylus to do everything. So if accessible technology is something that you are also interested in If you are a disabled person, or if you are a family member or friend of someone who is, I guess we could say this is all about how technology can be used if you are someone with very limited movement. And the podcast is now available to listen to on Apple Podcasts. Amazon Music and Audible and Spotify. So please check it out if you would like to keep on following what's coming up in the next episode. However, if you'd like to support the podcast and the content I produce in other ways, you can also support it by going over to the Fabes now buy me a coffee page which is where you will also be able to find exclusive episodes that aren't part of the podcast to give me a one-time donation as well as checking out a shop that I and to open at some stage. In this episode, we're going to be hearing the last of my Disability History Month episodes that I did back in 2020. And in this one, we're going to be covering what disability representation in video games is like, as well as how all of that can be improved. Before we get fully into this episode, however, here's just a few additional notes about disability representation in the media in general. There have been noticeably more appearances of disabled characters over the last few years in all sorts of media, but especially in gaming and in movies and TV programs. 
Christ's power and his both characters and gaming goals. These include his both characters who aren't held back from their disabilities appearing in games, such as the Joker and Lester Crest. But while some improvements have been made, there are still ways in which the industry could still improve. And that is what we'll be jumping into today. So now that I've said all that, let's get straight into this episode. Representation of people from all different societies has really blown up in the last couple of years in video games and in the media in general. With Tell Me Why featuring a transgender character. There's also plenty of black characters turning up in gaming as well as disabled characters as the new Marvel's Avengers game shows. Disability representation has come a long way from where it was during the centuries where disabled people were shown off to the public as bulls and as freaks. And although there has been a definite improvement in the media, it's important to note that not everything is brilliant and there are still cracks. Disability, while the conception of it being a bad thing disappeared in the 1970s, is still largely portrayed by the media as something awful. And although we now have a whole load of disabled characters being portrayed on whole different TV shows and movies, a recent study has found that 80% are played by actors who don't have that disability. And only 22% of actors across different national TV shows and 20% of characters, of disabled characters on streaming services are played by people with that disability. But uh, yeah, it's with that point I'm going to get into the disability representation that we see in video games. So starting us off at point number one of my disability representation in video games section is disabled access representation and disabled characters. For years I was limited in the number of games I was able to play and 
I was limited largely to just playing Candy Crush and other toy designs. What I liked about the toy design games was that they were easy to get around, even as someone who at the time was using a short stylus. But what I found questionable each time I played them was why I didn't see anything where I could design a building or town with disabled access. This is something I think the developers of town design games look into including now sort of on an educational aspect of it as well as an, as an entertainment aspect because it would then teach people who play those types of games a what the disability discrimination act has allowed disabled people the civil rights to do and also would give us a wee bit of facts about the current housing situation as far as disabled people see it of course if those disability things were added into such games I also think it would be reasonable for different aspects which could teach us about housing if we're from the black community into it. But yeah, I think including both of those angles could help those types of games hugely. Something else I've been thinking of, however, since I started getting into Minecraft again, is how I would love to be able to play as a disabled character that I have customised after myself. And that's mainly what I thought I would get after the after one of the Minecraft events that was held when they told us about a new feature where you could design a skin to represent your own identity. However, what disappointed me was when I discovered once the feature was released, that I wouldn't be able to become a character in a wheelchair, and instead I had to settle with a character which had two withered arms and withered legs. Not exactly what you want, guys, but maybe that'll change the future. Then coming in at point number two in my disability representation in video game section, we have disability representation in 
watch games. So over the last few months, a couple of the games I downloaded onto my phone and iPad were once Stress Rose Boarding. And I downloaded a couple of the Olympic games. Well, I was able to use them. What I would like would be for there to be a few games where I could take part in the Paralympics and that would even show a few of the Paralympic games and allow disabled people who are playing that game to customise the level of their disability. I understand that a problem with what I'm describing would probably be that you likely wouldn't be able to get a character who is paralysed from the neck down because that is something that isn't even that likely in the actual games. However, even if I could play as someone who is wheelchair dependent that's enough of my identity that I would be happy to compromise with at least being able to play as a character like that so knowing that we're finished looking at disability representation in video games. I'm going to be looking at disability representation in film and TV. Yes, it's mostly disability representation in front of the camera that we want to get sorted. But what about the disabled talent that can also be seen behind the camera? I've been involved with various film and TV productions a couple of times in my career. And I've also studied a TV module as part of my broadcast journalism. What I think would be something good for us to look as far as disabled people operating the behind the scenes equipment would be if we could combine electronics with modern day technology to see if people with very little movement could actually operate lights and cameras either by voice command or by using an app on a phone or an iPad. This is something I also think could be applied to theatre equipment as well so that disabled people can get involved with that as well. But overall, I think disability representation in video games and in other areas in the media and also in film, theatre and TV is heading in the right direction, although we do definitely need to have a conversation.
Do you believe it has improved? Or are there any other ways that you think it could improve more? And what are those ideas? So if you would like to pass on your thoughts, you can include them in a review wherever you're listening to this on, as well as via the contact pages over on my Feebstyle Tech Review site or on my other website, feebelow.com, and both those links are included in the episode notes. So if you're interested in watching the other videos that I've done on accessible technology, you can find more of them over on my PL Tech Reviews YouTube channel, as well as on the Accessible Technology Podcast YouTube channel. And if you would like to see a couple of my accessible tourism reviews, as well as my film, TV, theatre reviews and political videos, you can see them by searching for Feebstyle Journalism on YouTube. But if you would prefer to find a video-free version of everything that I cover on the Now Journalism YouTube channel, if you would prefer something that is video-free for whatever reason, you can do so by searching for the Feebstyle podcast on all of the same destinations as you can listen to this podcast on. But of course, there is also the Buy Me A Coffee page again. In the next episode, we're going to be returning to my usual review episodes. Starting with a review of the Xbox Adaptive Gaming Kit by Logitech, which was released in November 2019. If you would like to support me via my socials, you can do so by searching for AtFeebsNow on Twitter and giving me a follow, or by searching or the real feeds now on Instagram and giving me a follow. And if you would also like to support my feeds now tech reviews brand, you can do so by searching for the website and following it if you have a WordPress account. Thanks again for listening and I'll talk to you all in the next one. Bye!